Welcome back to the question and answer session with uh, Myth and Meyer. Uh, talk, if you missed the last episode, we talked about <laughs> role-playing Star Citizen. Um, and it's a fantastic episode. Make sure you go back and check that out. But if you're uh, watching this live, make, you can go, go back and watch the VOD after the, after the fact. And if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be the previous episode. So thank you for joining us for this one. Um, this is the section where the chat has asked a bunch of different questions. We're going to go through the... Um, through these questions and answer them, all of them, uh, all 14 of them so far. Uh, I'm sorry, 13 of them. Uh, and if you have more questions, feel free to use a little coin icon in the bottom if you're watching this live on Twitch. And of course, if you were watching this, join us live on Saturdays. Um, this isn't being recorded on Saturday, but join us live on Saturdays, twitch.tv slash the Astropub. Just, you know, come follow us here on Twitch and you can get, get involved in this as well. All right. The first um, first question comes from Del Ener, who asks CIG of a, a CIG's idea of a seamless universe, while inevitable will while invariably mix both RP and non RP communities. What do you feel would be good additions or ideas to ensure that both communities can thrive and enjoy playing the game the way they want to, without stepping on each other's toes? So I think I kind of briefly touched upon this loosely. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this kind of hinges upon uh, server meshing. Mm -hmm. um, just because... It tighter now. Mm, yes, grab yeah. it. Yeah, um, but like, uh, yeah, I think a lot of it hinges upon server meshing. Because like, uh, if you think about Star Citizen sometime, you know, in the year 20X, whenever it's released or whatever, and we have X amount of like uh, viable systems and stuff you can go to. Uh, the way that server meshing is supposed to work with you know its first iteration, so static server meshing, is that if I go to a location and like, so again, I think how I explained it is that you won't choose what region. It'll literally be, if I'm in a location, there'll be a server spooled up for me. And you know, like if I happen to be from X location, then that server will just so happen to be the closer one. But then if somebody else from somewhere else shows up, then we'll be together, like, you know, in whatever server. So uh, anyway, I think how I explained it, and I explained it better before, was essentially, let's say that I want a roleplay community. Mm -hmm. So I go to Spectrum, I go to Reddit or whatever, and or, or however else, and we decide that our roleplay community is going to be in the Nick system, you know, on Delamar, in, uh, and our outpost is not going to be Levski, but some other outpost there on Delamar. Now, the roleplay community knows that if they play Star Citizen, and they do whatever they want to do, they bounty hunt, they go, like, trading or whatever, they know that, like, if their home, their hub, is this outpost on Delamar, on Levski, if they go there, they will, more likely than not, encounter somebody who is willing to roleplay. You know, roleplay isn't one of those things that like will impede on your gameplay if you're not into roleplaying. It's literally just another layer. It's literally, okay, this person will likely want to use a VoIP. That's basically it, you know? They're actually uh, adding content. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, to, to answer the question, I mean, like, I don't believe that there really is much by, the, by way of stepping on toes, especially since the CIG does so much when it comes to its internal systems to try and make the game as immersive as possible with its law system and stuff like that. There'll be a very hard, you'll be hard pressed as a role player to have your immersion broken by somebody just playing the game as the game is intended to be played. But mm -hmm. at the same time, because of server meshing, if I want to go to Nyx and all my role players are also at Nyx, 
I'm going to see more role players there and we'll have this bubble of role play that's kind of like separate from whatever can happen outside of it is the answer. Adding to my that, answer. I say adding, mm. adding to that as well. I think the key is with role playing, especially is um, it's always an additive experience. If someone is not role playing with you, their actions with you adds to the role play. Exactly. If, the hardest thing to do, and any and anyone who's played any kind of role play server can attest to this, is interaction, because interaction is the breeder of conflict, and that conflict will drive stories, it'll drive character narratives. Um, star, like especially with Star Citizen and being an open environment, but generally speaking, in online games, you can't really have a planned idea of where your story is going to go. You just kind of have to let it flow with what happens around you. Um, obviously there are some issues and there are some issues that can cause major, major problems in any kind of community, but right. uh, you can, if you can generally feel like, like, Oh yeah, I can add to this person's experience. Like if I'm playing a, a young up and coming gunner on a, on a cargo ship or whatever, then I, yeah. that's, that's my character. I, am I going to work on someone's ship and shoot stuff? Yes, but I'm going to play that character as well and see what happens to them, happens to them sort of thing. So so I don't believe that there is necessarily a way to role play wrong. Yeah. Generally speaking. However, if you are trying to overcomplicate things, if you're trying to add elements to Star Citizen that kind of impede other people's autonomy, let's say that you are role playing a security guard, you know, and saying, hey, stop right there. I'm security. You have to do this, that and the other. You're probably role playing wrong, and that's the only time when you'd step onto somebody's toes within Star Citizen. Yeah, you know, like uh, it's like, for instance, to bring things to the Wild West with with Wild RP, you can't just say that I am, you know, part of the military, and you have to do what I say. There yeah. are constraints to make sure that the role play interactions between the players don't suck. You yeah. know, so like yeah. as long as you're not overcomplicating things, you'll be fine. Yeah, and I was—I was, I meant more in terms of like most people will experience role play through TTRPGs, but like mm, the DM right. is the is the cre is like has all the control, and you know usually a DM is a collaborative storyteller as well, but they can also like craft a narrative and all mm -hmm. these universes. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't really have that Moderate control. The narrative, yeah. yeah, yeah, you don't really have that control with online stories like this. You have to kind of let the stories flow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a GMless D and D, right? Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. it's hard, but it, people do it. Um, and yeah. it, it's it's there are. Everyone has to have, instead of there being one person who controls it all, right, there is, everybody takes a little bit. That's why I said like 80% before, 80% of your interactions or trying to do role play is trying to give for someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, whether or not, like, my character, Bear Black, his role is not the character Bear Black. That would be my character. I would be character mm -hmm. playing. Um, mm -hmm. But his role, like his occupation, and his role would be like an NPC civilian type smuggler character so i'm always doing cargo runs with him i'm not going to go out and bounty hunt on um, on bear maybe i will but it's rare that i do and if mm -hmm. i do go bounty hunting on bear i'm going to bring his caterpillar i'm not going to bring his bear black in a hawk or bear black in a vanguard that's yeah. not his that's not him that's not mm -hmm. his role that would be a different role which would be a bounty hunter so um like sticking to those sort of things and there's nothing wrong with having multiple characters mm -hmm. my character and my account name is mythomatic I play a character named Streak, still in the meta, is Mythomatic. Mm -hmm. uh, and I still have a character, two other characters, Jarvis and Bear, which are in the meta, Mythomatic. Uh, so when you call me up or try to find me through your comms, it's going to say Mythomatic. It's not going to say Bear. Um, so there's no reason. 
Um, I guess I don't know if I'm answering any question now, but here I'm talking. I have a microphone. <laughs> no, you're adding um, to it. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, your and what I like to do also in Red Dead and also in Star Citizen is I like to find, and in a lot of games that I do visual or a video game RP, is I like to find a mechanic and I like to make, like in the game, not a mechanic, like a fixer, a, mannequin, a game mechanic, or a game loop that I enjoy or want to learn a little bit more about. And then I make a character based off of it. And I used to do that in GTA where I would learn a culture through character, but now I do that through mechanics. So in like Red Dead, I have a gunsmith who does gun stuff. I also have... Uh, different characters that do different things like trains and stuff. So in uh, Star Citizen, I have a character who does the cargo running industry and I really focus on cargo and smuggling and all, everything that could involve the Caterpillar. Uh, and then I have, or, or mining, I, I sometimes take the mole out for mining with bear. Uh, and then I've got a bear, uh, bounty hunter, which is my other character for bounty hunting. So um, even when making characters and you're trying to figure out what's my character do, um, make a character for and also you, if you're a subscriber and you have all this flair um you, you you've got tons of little cool costumes for different characters um so make a character for different mechanics and if you're oh, i want to go on bounty hunting make play your bounty hunting um, mm -hmm. your bounty hunter that day you have several ships maybe put some ships these three ships are this characters these two ships are this characters like um instead of having that entire hangar for yourself you can sort of divide those amongst your characters. I want to add that, like, at the same time, it's really cool when you can apply a character, especially when you have, like, the ability to, like, make very distinct characters through voice work and that kind of thing. But at the mm -hmm. same time, if you are just trying to get into RP and trying to feel that world out as either yourself in the verse or some named character in the verse, there's nothing wrong about being a jack-of-all-trades either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Um, All right. Let's move on to the next yeah. question. Uh, Sarkhan <laughs> Zero asks, in your opinion, what is missing for you to live out your RP dreams in Star Citizen, if any? More multi-crew stuff. More multi-crew stuff? Mm. Yeah. Um, I would say um, more player-constructed stuff. Player-constructed bases, player or player-controlled stations. Yeah. More more places where players can control and access, and then players can also interact with one another. Um, yes. Myth? Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I, um, the reason why I say it so tentatively, I played um, Mortal Online 2 for a while when it came out, uh, mm -hmm. when they like released it in February and whatever. And it's super cool, really cool game, really like it. Um, there's a lot of things about it that I enjoy, much like Star Citizen. Um, there is... Uh, it's it's open P P open PvP open loot uh, and also there's a lot of territory control right now. There is a, a community that has come over from Mortal Online One that already have politics in play. So mm -hmm. coming in and starting your own uh, town is really hard to do, and uh, because there's already politics in play. And I worry mm -hmm. that if right now. I have a lot of experience with um, that from, from Mortal Online and seeing how that sort of works and me being like, okay, let's role play in this and me being like, oh, it's really hard to like, really hard to now sprout as a, a community or a city in an established lore. Mm -hmm. If they started doing that now, uh, Star Citizen, um, you're going to get that sort of same thing where people are going to be like, I've already, I've already, our, our organization has already claimed Nyx. Uh, yeah. And then when it becomes more of a thing, then it's going to be really hard for people to get into it 
and start being like, I want to have a place on Nix. Well, you can't because X, Y, and Z org already claims it. And mm -hmm. if that's the case, great. Because then you can have role play meetings to try to fix that. Uh, mm -hmm. Or you'll have discord meetings and then you'll still have this politics that come with land grab and territory control. Um, yeah. But also that's sweet. Like politics is super cool uh, when it comes to role play because there's always going to be um, someone's belief, someone's uh, control and power, and there's always going to be conflict. And PVP is going to bring conflict. It's just um, the, uh, I, I worry that bringing player constructed stuff will, trying to figure out my wording here. I think there is, what's, what's nice it, about, um, what's nice about Star Citizen right now is you can drop in and you can drop out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can drop in, you can do a couple missions and you can drop out. When things start to get a little scary is when, and scary in, the, in, in like the uh, serious, try hard, live out your role play dreams sort of, when people take the game as a lifestyle because mm -hmm. they need to craft, build, uh, and do everything for their org to make sure blah, blah, blah. And when that becomes more of, when people uh, start to put in a lot of their real life time into something, they're gonna take mm -hmm. it a lot more seriously. And then there's mm -hmm. gonna be a lot more at stake um, at conflict because yeah. a lot of your time and hours have gone into building this zone and then it got destroyed. Now we mm -hmm. hate these people. And instead of being like, now we have a conflict with this org, you're going to hate that org because you, you hate the player. Yeah. 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 And it starts to turn into a, um, uh, it, it can get very toxic that way. And that's why I'm yeah. a little worried. And I've seen it happen in seasons of role play in mm -hmm. Mark Atlas and such, where you spend your time, you log in and you spend your month or two months building a city for your friends. And then, conflict happens and then you now are so mad because you you're you're getting like gamer rage because you spent so much time with your excitement about this territory that you've built with your friends yeah it's mm. just like right now i like it because you can drop in you could drop out it's very cinematic there is these scenes and setups and sets you can create mm. and there's sets that you can have but um i am excited for plots of land I think yeah. it's going to be cool, but it's also right. going to be a game changer in the fact that I think it'll it'll become very serious, and mm. that depending the, on the territory for sure. Yeah, 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 right. And then you're going to get you're going to get like out of character orgs who are out of character angry at each other, and that oh, yeah. worries me about it. And if like, and that's I really like Mortal Online too because that was sort of an experience to be like, oh, okay, I see what what would happen here. Mm -hmm. um, and I still like Mortal Online too. It's just very hard to. Um, sort of wriggle into the community when there's already so much established lore and politics from the players. Right. And I and I worry a little bit about that happening to Star Citizen if you start giving plots of land where people are going to spend a lot of their time trying to um, impress their friends. Mm -hmm. um, right so, now you can impress your friends with hangers and such, but when you're like, I've spent so much time building this awesome city, come look at it. And then yeah, yeah. when something happens like conflict and where you're this it could just be a big streamer coming in with their awesome empire, destroy it, and then you have out-of-character assault, and that worries me. Yeah. So I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like, so Cord is worried about power gamers burning the candle at both ends, essentially. Both, like, you know, people yeah. who want stuff and people who are trying to, like, make and protect stuff. Yeah. But I think yeah. that, like, from the lens of, like, smaller, more localized RP, 
It doesn't matter if, like, you know, Jimmy Two Shoes has is a power gamer and has yeah. the best things in the system. If you have an RP friend who's also making stuff, screw Jimmy and his massive yeah. corporation. I'll support their, you know, their their team instead. You or can their, have that little pocket. Yeah, of, it's like even a role play. Yeah, and yeah, in, in Wild RP, it's like you know, going to Rhodes and you know, buying from Garrett's Gunnery instead of going to Saint Denis and buying from you know, like Taipan and their giant gun store. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like within localized RP where you're trying to tell a story and you're not you too invested in leaderboards, right. it doesn't matter too much. But if you're trying to both role play and also be the best of the best with a conglomerate or like a, you know, factory or whatever, the, yeah, the RP bleed, the salt and stuff can mm -hmm. be real. Mm -hmm. So just don't get involved if that's not what you want is yeah, what I think. Yeah. Or also put yeah. a narrative onto it, you know, yeah. right. it's like, oh, this person's trying to destroy us. That's mm -hmm. an evil corporation, right? And now you yeah. can. Yeah. But yeah. big orgs do put narrative on it. Like yeah. Star Citizen was conceived like what, 2011? Uh, yeah, 2012. And orgs were formed 2012. Yeah. And before there was any game. And it was all just foreign politics. It wasn't in character foreign politics. It was username handle foreign politics talking making you know coalitions and stuff like that and having spies going to discord channels and stuff like that they're role-playing without role-playing you know what i mean and that kind of and uh if you check out some of those bigger orgs as well you know on their spectrum pages they they have also for some reason also written lore like proper yeah. like things in characters cool. kind of like uh yeah test squadron um uh imperium all those orgs have that already and I do think that when you have a big org that is focused on domination from a power gaming aspect, they're going to exist and they're going to try and fight mm -hmm. and compete against other big orgs like that. And they might, you know, like lather a paint or a slap of RP onto it or whatever to make it seem like it's part of the lore. But I don't think that if all you're interested in is the story, that you should be in, in, involved or invested in it. You can always, mm -hmm. you know, like find a group, find a community mm -hmm. and ignore mm -hmm. that. Because they don't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah. And I can see, I I can see where people can get it, take it personally. Basically, mm -hmm. people can take it personally. Yeah. And I think, I think if the key is, is like taking in the future, personally, exactly. That's the way. That's the yeah. way I should have phrased it. Taking it personally. Uh, yeah. and and the the key is is that especially with RP is that just let it roll off your back. It's always just something that happens if you if you want to yeah. get mm -hmm. involved in it. So, react. but I can see how react. Yeah. 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 I can see how people, some people can get like really upset, but you know, if someone's really upset, then at you and you're role playing and just like, okay, that person's really upset at me. This is going to be an interesting dynamic. And if you're trying to kill me now, I've yeah, got this conflict. person who's, who's trying to hear, you know, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Next question. Westbrook Drew asks, what actions do players do that really breaks you out of immersion RP? Myth. Why don't you start with this one? One more time. The, what actions what are, do what are actions that players do that, do, bring, that breaks you out of it? Yeah. Great! I can't believe I get. I'm so excited I get to say this. What <laughs> I do not like, and please don't do it. Uh -huh. And it's such a simple. Everyone does it, but when you're in a ship, and you show up to your favorite streamer, <laughs> or someone who's role playing. And you just sort of show up in your ship. And you do like this sort of thing. And you start corkscrewing and just trying to be a part of it. 
this just oh. takes me out of it. Oh yeah. And like, every, like even if I'm like, oh, this is a really cool scene, and then just like someone tries to find the camera, yeah, where that camera angle is. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so yeah. much. And like, I it takes me out of it because I'm looking for my camera, right? I'm, yeah. And then if someone's like trying to find out where the camera is, I can tell that you're looking at my stream. Um, <laughs> and I could, and it's just like I, it's it's like role player stream sniping. Um, yeah. And, it's just, it takes me out of it. And it's like, I don't want it. And I immediately change the camera when that happens. Yeah. Um, running everywhere is a good one too, Delinger. Um, uh, and I like to just yell at people, uh, no running in the spaceport. And that's always fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't run in my promenade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to slip and you're going you're gonna to decapitate yourself. Um, but it's always fun. But um, but yeah, like showing up and like booping the snoot with your ships and, mm -hmm. and doing those sort of things, that takes me out of it. Um, I'm like, I'm trying to... I'm trying to do something here, man. I've got yeah. this art that I'm trying to express. Mm -hmm. And then just like when, like in a cinematic scene, then just like, do, 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 do. like, oh, yeah. there's someone's, there's some guy's someone's, flying uh, his reclaimer. His yeah. reclaimer and like sideways and cool freaking ship. out. I you know? get it. You have that ship. And yeah. I know people are proud of their ships, but um, that's just, that takes me out of it. Um, yeah. And if you and, want to like involve yourself in RP, involve yourself in RP, you know, like don't yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. offer yeah. something, show up. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to show like, up, call me in character, and then yeah, we can talk about showing up. But don't just show up and be like, hey, "I'm here." Yeah, totally. Like I've been, I've been showing a bunch of guys like uh, SC in the past couple of weeks, and the amount of times we just have a ship like be where I tell them to go, <laughs> and yeah, so they yeah. almost crash into them, or like it's 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 way too much. I actually like one of them. I just shot one of them because they were just there. Yeah. That's what I do. Um, yeah, and then I just roleplayed it as, oh, you know, just making sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm on your friends but, list, Smith. Sorry, mm. you're not insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but that uh, takes me out of it. Meyer, from, same question. Uh, for me, honestly, yeah, that. Like, that? Uh, if, if if you want to be part of an RP scene, uh, and you know it's something like SCRP, where it's kind of like, you know, it's not 100% like a... Uh, it it is off the bat, you know, like it is improv, but at the same time, it's improv that we have kind of like prearranged that we're going to be playing with each other, that kind of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you want to involve yourself, then maybe perhaps ask first, or like uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, because uh, just hanging around, just being someone who's just gawking or staring is can really you can take you out of the stream. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you can just watch the stream. Yeah, or, uh, or watch the the video or something. Exactly. Yeah, I think because uh, I think it's worse than like somebody showing up to take your bounty, or worse than somebody yeah. just like talking to you who's not part of the scene because it's not adding anything. Yeah, yeah. Bring something, even if, if even if you're like, I don't know what to bring. Just call and bring mm -hmm. a character. Hi, have a conversation. You could, like, if you want. This is my invitation to anybody on Star Citizen who's watching this and whatever. If you want, and we're on the same server, call me up. Like, mm -hmm. call me up in the game. You can do that. That's a thing. That's a feature. That's a sweet feature um, that you can just call somebody through comms. Call me up and we'll have a conversation. I'll probably ask you where you got my number, but that's fine. Like, hey, where did you get my ship? And then you can make up whatever <laughs> answer and that's fine. Mm -hmm. You feel like I got it at a bar. It doesn't matter. Well, we can meet in game. I don't care. But just showing up and being like, hey, I'm a part of this. And if you're embarrassed <laughs> and don't want to do it, then don't. That's fine. But yeah. also, I'm super down for role play with anybody. That's why I like role playing in Star Citizen, is because I like role playing at people who usually don't role play to make them comfortable or to help them get comfortable and inspire them to role play. Um, this is my invitation I... to say, yeah, Miss said that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Call me randomly, please. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
Yeah, I may not answer, right? You can call me. I may not answer. But if, I, if I'm if i in the middle of something, I may not answer. But if I'm just doing cargo stuff and you want to role play and get into something, totally do it. Um, my character hires people who are used to. I'm going to still try to do it. But um, it hires people to come and just, you can just come around and stand on the ship and then I'll give you a payout or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, just um, uh, if you want to be a part of it, be a part of it. If you are too shy to role play, then watch the stream, you know, like, and then if you want to watch there, watch the good camera angles. Um, and like, as much as that's, that's just, that's the one thing that sort of is my pet peeve um, mm-hmm. running through the halls of any space station is uh, just a little bit of a meme and not a big deal for me anymore. Cause like I, it just sort of comes with the territory. I sort of make fun of them, but what does, what does bother me and takes me out of it is uh, um, the, 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 the people who just sort of, uh, show up and want to be a part of it because they know where you are and they found out where you are. And I want to say that server. stream sniper rules should apply. Yeah, like, exactly. It's stream sniping. Yeah. Just in the same way, if you're playing PUBG, running to somebody's location, even if they're going to shoot them, and so you give them the kill or whatever is bannable in PUBG. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, like, uh, it's the same thing. And uh, I would normally, I mean, like, once upon a time, be like Cord and say, you know, call me. But there's way too much when it comes to, like, you know, don't call me. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> don't call me. I get that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I am, um, and like I said, you can call me. I may not answer. I may mm. be in the middle of something. Um, I may be offline. I may be doing cargo runs. I may not even be dressed as Bear Black, or I may not even be in the mood for Bear Black. I may answer, but if I'm down to, just call me and and see. If I'm streaming, call me in game because that's in game, and it makes it it makes it canon, which yeah. is what we've learned today that everything you do in Star Citizen is canon. Everything you do in Star Citizen is canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Final Eclipse One, who asks: Is there any place besides Spectrum to facilitate RP in Star Citizen? Sorry if this in is game. already asked answers. In, in game, game. Yeah. yeah, just like if you have a microphone, turn it on, talk to somebody, you're RPing. It doesn't matter what happens afterwards, but you you're RPing. You know, even if it's just like, hey, do you want to do a mission together? Sure, I'll do a mission together because. Star Citizen, again, is designed in such a way that every single facet of the game, by virtue of being itself, isn't meta. Like, hey, have you heard about this thing about our ship on Spectrum? There's literally a Spectrum kiosk in Area 18 where they sell newspapers. Mm -hmm. Like, every single thing about it isn't. I mean, like, you have to try really hard to pull somebody out of being immersed in Star Citizen, and generally that's by talking about current events. Yeah. That's like probably the only thing you probably shouldn't do anyway, you know, because I don't care. Whoa. Um, but yeah. Knocking things over again. Yes. Like this is this long cable. <laughs> it gets yeah. Everything. I have, I have the, the same problem. Mm. Just cables, <laughs> cables everywhere. Cables. Mm. Uh, uh, but yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we'll throw the answer. Myth, do you want to add to think that to like, you know, what people, how people can get involved? other than spectrum there is a discord that i joined years ago i think it's just called scrp yeah I, there's a group that um, i used to and be I, part and of you're yeah. a part of it i think yeah 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 and um they are um i haven't gotten super involved with them but i'm a part of it and i i'm i'm a supportive yeah go go that discord group um mm-hmm. i don't remember i don't know where it is it's buried in my discord uh, yeah it's, org it's... browser also has a bunch of like uh orgs that have like there's an actual like thing you can take on your org in this your browser play. to say that you're roleplay yeah, friendly yeah. Role play. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and there's a whole bunch of people here in this star citizen roleplay discord it's got a like a, a rainbow 
uh, black hole sort of swirly going on. Mm. Um, and they, uh, they, these are a bunch of people who are interested in role playing. I don't know them very well. Um, yeah. but I do know that it is a database of people who are excited to do role play stuff. And if you are interested, but don't know, or have any friends or want to make new friends in a community, uh, mm-hmm. that does role play and you want to maybe do it offline or not necessarily want to, uh, whatever it may be, if you want to test out a character, I'm sure that there are people there in that uh, community that would love to. Uh, play and test out and enjoy that character. Also, there's my Discord as well, and mm-hmm. things like that. My community would uh, also do such a thing. Um, but what I'm saying, um, away from, as a fan of Star Citizen, not, not as a streamer of Star Citizen, because um, a lot of these days, I am starting to separate what I like and love versus my own channel and my, my professional answers. Mm-hmm. I think... If I wasn't a streamer, I would say go check out this uh, Star Citizen Roleplay uh, Discord. Check out the the database and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, if you would like to support me and and all that stuff, blah blah blah, check out my Discord. And I have a community who, who would love to help. But my uh, unstreamer entertainer, me as a, like a, a love for roleplay and wants to help you find uh, people who are interested and could potentially mesh well with you. And there's a lot of people in this community. Uh, the Star Citizen Roleplay Discord. And I, I don't do, have a link for it. I, I just, do just want to reiterate one more time, just because you know, of the reach of this podcast and stuff, that if you want to get into SCRP, you know, talk to somebody in-game. But, like, yeah. you know, Cord, uh, Mythomatic has, like, an open policy. He just said, you know, like, you can reach out to him while he's doing his Bear Black uh, RP, and, you know, you can, uh, you know, like, uh, RP that way. But as a rule of thumb, don't please don't do it on other channels without being invited to do so because right. that's stream sniping and people who are streaming are trying to run a production. Not everybody has the wherewithal to do what myth can do uh, and it's disruptive. So mm-hmm. like find another way to get into it than doing that. Yeah. Like for instance, yeah, and I, I will do... immediately change that rule if someone abuses the crap out of it. And does something <laughs> awful. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I'm, Right, and that's my that's my open invitation right now to inspire people to come and join and have fun and blah blah blah. But also, I will immediately retract it if something happens. Yeah, uh, for a good example is like I I used to do, and I'm going to bring back this, especially this summer, uh, a bar stream where on Fridays I would just yeah. open up a bar, and that 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 kind of idea is a full open open invitation. But that's just because I already will say open invitation, and I'll even say it into like the the game chat. I'll say. You know, mm. The bar is open. Come on down. You know, it's just to kind of publicize. You talk it about your if, day. Oh, I went. Yeah. I went and did a drug run over here. Oh, is anyone anyone security? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did a drug run earlier. Yeah. It's super awesome, and it's a really great way. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, it's you're good. You're, 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 you've so been part good. of it, so you know what it is. It's like <laughs> I, I, I've been interrupting Meyer and Astropub all day, <laughs> and it's because I love role play and love you all, and I'm just so passionate about it. Um, and what you both do. Um. Go check out the the pub when uh, Astro Pub opens it up. It's a really cool uh, light role play way. It's just conversation. You go in for a drink, mm-hmm. you're RPing, having a drink, and you're having in your and just like you would in real life. You go to a bar and you uh, stir up a conversation at the bar. It's the same way. It's a really great way and a great network and a great social hub mm-hmm. for role play and mm-hmm. introducing new characters and testing new characters. Which is it's cool. actually a really cool way of just like normally you can just like you know open the chat channels and say hey does anybody want to do a mission or something and then be you know met with either silence or people saying no 
But you go to like, you know, Paul's bar and then you have other people who are there for conversation or whatever, talking about their missions. And then from there, you can then get somebody to then play with you. You know, you can leave the bar and like, you know, go do a mission with somebody who's going to be talking with you and that kind of thing. It's really cool. I think that Star Citizen is really in this really cool position right now where like we're in the infancy of this kind of stuff. Still kind of in alpha kind of deal where mm. like you don't have all these uh you know i guess more social elements of the gamers whatever like you know that come and ruin things so like if you it's like have you heard of vr chat yeah yeah vr chat is basically i mean like it's not it's not rp it's just a chat room right everybody's talking but over time you get more and more people coming in just making life hell for people because just that's just who and how they are uh, right now, Star Citizen doesn't have too many of those elements, and so you can have, you know, an open call for things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really c- good time to get into it now and get in- established and get, you know, like connected with people before people get a little bit more, you know, like sequestered and sec- secretive about, like, you know, how to connect and communicate. Because eventually, you're going to get a uh, to a point where, like, people are they're going to want to try and favor their own experience over being open to other people. And they're going to try and protect their experience, you know, like then being mm-hmm. with other people, like 90% of the best experiences you can have in VR chat right now, are like in private rooms with people that, you know, and people, people that know people that, you know, mm-hmm. and if you go into a public lobby, it's nothing but chaos. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah. It's, it, I've, I've, I know people who do RP for v, uh, VR chat stuff and like they, they, they have to do full, do full sets, but they have to do it in a private room, you know. Mm-hmm. So exactly. All right. So Next. get in now while it's hot. Roll yes. Play. Now get in the ground floor so you can get to know these people, and then you can join the, right. those crews. Crews. Uh, Windlord Zero Zero asks: I used to RP WoW as a drunken dwarf with a glass, uh, a Glasgow, and Glaswegian. Glaswegian. That's it. Nice. Thank you, man. And now I know that word. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a, is that an accent from the UK or from Glasgow? Uh, from Glasgow, Glaswegian. Okay. Uh, with a, a a really diverse, good group of friends. Uh, I had I have a BBC News presenter type British accent, uh, though, and I'm not practiced in voices. Would you suggest people wanting to role play characters, whether their natural accent doesn't fit the character they want to play? It doesn't matter. Voices are nice, yeah. but voices don't matter. If you're a character, yeah. you're a character how you present your voice will differentiate. So the, the difference between saying, hello, how are you doing today? And hello, how are you doing today? Is two different characters right off the bat because of the tone that you speak in. You don't have to have, you don't have to go, oh, hey, governor, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't have to, you don't have to go that crazy. Yeah. You can just, you can just be yourself uh, and yeah. just think about who is, this is hard. The actor yeah. in me, you know, it's like just immerse yourself, just just become the character. <laughs> you know? Yeah, to add, characters are nice, but if you're in there playing the character, that should be enough. There can come a point, like let's say you're on a server that you have like you know multiple you know character slots, and you go in as one character who is one way, and then you come in you know as another character who is like completely opposite. Maybe they're evil, but with the exact same voice and no effort, then that can be an issue. But like when it comes to Star Citizen or whatever, like don't necessarily think about your accent when it comes down to like role playing in Star Citizen. It's nice, but it's not necessary to mm-hmm. fulfill role play. The beauty about Star Citizen is the fact that like you're in space, you mm-hmm. know, you don't have to be an orc, you know, you don't have to be a dwarf either. You know, you could just be 
anything. Mm-hmm. There, there, there is there is no onus to be like some kind of stereotypical elf or dwarf that whatever. You're just you. And yeah. you can say, okay, well, what if I wanted to be a Glaswegian, like, you know, pirate from Grim Hex? Totally can. Okay. Well, okay. you can't. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, play to your... Yeah, I mean, go on, Myth. Yeah. No, I was just agreeing, and then you mm. can't. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be a dwarf, right? But you could be You could be a Glaswegian, Glaswegian. human. But yeah, but he, he to be Glaswegian, he needed a Glaswegian accent. So to that, I'd say practice. You know? Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, you're talking about like like you want to have that accent. Yeah. If you're gonna yeah. do that, you would have that right. accent. Exactly. Um, go ahead. Okay. I'm about to I'm about to drop some hot, sticky, my favorite answer. So go ahead before I. Okay. I I just when Lord wanted to clarify for the next question thing. was like that 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 oh, the okay. character was text only, so he was ty- typing yeah. out this whole thing okay. rather than voice. But I think we got that mm. because we know that vo- uh, Wow doesn't have VoIP. But oh man, <laughs> right. Wow had VoIP. Oh God. It does now. <laughs> Never leave the house. And it doesn't have local VoIP, does it? Not localized VoIP. Yeah. No, oh, it's golly. Like, you know, oh, the man. I would, if I had local VoIP, <laughs> goodbye. I, I, would, I would never leave the house. Imagine, imagine like, going to a raid and be like, all right, everyone. And just like you hear them in the distance because of like, all right, oh, we're going to go ahead. We're gonna... And like going through a raid call yeah. while fighting something would be dope. All right, that'd anyway, be that'd, be cool. so, that'd be so sick. Yeah, it would be kind of cool. It'd be awesome. <laughs> um, but, uh, and like banging your head off against bosses and being like, oh, this sucks. And then, oh man, that'd be so great. Oh man. Anyway, um, my answer uh, is, uh, and what was the full question before I before I uh, screw uh, up? And So basically, what would you suggest uh, to people wanting to role play characters where their natural accent doesn't fit the character they want to play? Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, so two things. Uh, voice mod is free. Uh, so if you wanted, you can easily just get one of these sort of things. It's not necessarily this one. This is a GoXLR. It's hardware um, and firmware, but also you can get software. Voice mod is free. Uh, and there it has a filter on it. So if you wanted, if you had, you could do a hotkey on there that could then, I don't know, alt plus symbol or something, and you mm-hmm. could have the, your filter turned on. And that could also help in your immersion to different things also i think in the game it does that anyway Mm -hmm. um but if you wanted to those uh tools exist for um some sort of filter or mask to help you if that helps you get a little Mm -hmm. more comfortable with character um and then another thing and this is my favorite tidbit i got from crispin freeman podcast as much as i want to say crispin freeman told me it himself he didn't it was (laughs) was richard horvitz right (laughs) <laughs> it was it was a, a, a voice acting mastery um, years ago, and mm-hmm. he said the best way to create a character is to do an impression of a celebrity, but don't tell anybody the impression you're doing. So if I wanted to do like, if I wanted to talk like this and make a character, and I and this is now my character, okay. I don't have to tell you that I was trying to do Nick Cage there, right? Yeah. Because then you go, oh, gross, that wasn't him. You don't have to know. But that was, but that definitely was a new character voice. So mm-hmm. you can even be like, oh, hey, everybody, I made this is him, my new character. And you know, I don't, you don't I need to tell you that I was trying to do Danny DeVito, but that's a new character voice because you've introduced that character or whatever amalgamation of whatever celebrity impression you were doing as that character. That was a perfect so, John DiMaggio, though. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, that's, and that was what I was doing. So yeah, um, so you could pick. It doesn't even need to be an, an impression you can do well. You can uh, you just pick someone that has a 
distinctive voice in your ear, whether or not you can do it doesn't matter. But if you can get their speech patterns and recognize in your brain them saying in a certain way, and then you convince or you um, convince, convince people, you uh, conceive that to the world. Is that the word? Anyway, mm, you yeah. um, conceive that to the world and that will be the original voice for that character. Like mm -hmm. I said, never tell anybody the impression you're doing because then they will immediately get taken out of it and go, that was the horrible John the Mashie. Yeah. <laughs> that was a horrible, like, but, but as soon as you say that, you're like, oh, I was actually trying to do John, John Snow from Game of Thrones. And then mm. someone's going to be like, mm, and they're going to start judging it. So don't do that. If you want, if you're like, oh, you know who's got a really cool voice? Patrick Stewart. I'm going to stop doing Patrick Stewart. And then you don't have to like worry about, but don't tell anybody. Like I said, people could be like, that sounds a lot like Patrick Stewart. But yeah. don't tell anybody that was your inspiration, right? Yeah. Because that's that's the little sneaky bit where, um, like Jarvis, Jarvis's voice, Jar Bear Black's voice is John Goodman. Mm -hmm. It's not a great, great John Goodman. God damn it, now it is. This is my character. And that's just how I always get into his character. And now it's his own voice. It was, it started as John Goodman, but now it's his own little thing. And um, I've created over a long time this character. Um, and now, but, Bear Black has his own voice. Jarvis. Jarvis is um, John Cleese. Hello there. Good to see you. Oh, it's wonderful to see you today, sir. And from like Fable and the, the Butler. That's mm -hmm. where I got uh, Jarvis from. But I never really told him. until right, right now that that is where his inspiration was from. And now, um, throwing a, uh, a, uh, a filter on top of it, I now have Joey, an artificial replicant by a rule of intelligence self. So like now that is... That is my best advice to someone who's trying to come in and uh, start a new character or want, you're like, I really want to have this new character, a new voice. I want, wish I could do more in voice acting or blah, blah, blah. And you're trying out stuff. Think of a celebrity. Don't tell anybody who it is. Start doing impression of them. And then later and over time, you will solidify the muscle memory of making that voice. Like mm -hmm. now, John Goodman isn't Bear Black, but Bear Black is his own Bear Black. And Jarvis is now his own Jarvis because those were the um, those were the the seeds or the the seeds that grew the, the tiny little plants that are the, now those muscle memory voices. Yeah, I that makes yeah, sense. So yeah. I would that say is that my tidbit to the, good artists. Good artists create. Best artists steal. The kind of thing. Everything exactly. is is Everything's inspired from something else. Yeah. Mm. As a voice acting exercise, though, that's uh, something that I've heard uh, before from that same podcast, but also from other hey. people, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I think when it comes down to it in general, if you're doing like voiceover IP, like RP, then consistency is key. It doesn't necessarily matter if you're, yeah, if you're trying to imitate a, um, an, an actor and you're not getting their voice, it doesn't matter. You have like, a, yeah. again, the, the seeds, the building blocks to build your own thing. Um yeah so like if you want to be a glaswegian you know like a dwarf you know then i guess do it. yeah do it, it may yeah. not be accurate but do it it'll be that character yeah. voice how many million yeah. people live in glasgow they don't all sound exactly the same yeah mm -hmm. i mean yeah i'm english i don't really sound very english i i'm i'm from uh you know I'm, i've lived in texas for f like almost five years now I, I say y'all, and I got a, I got a bit of an accent, but I can guarantee you there are people who've lived in lived in this state longer than I am who have less of an accent than I do. <laughs> no one lives, no one has a perfect accents from where they're from. So, yeah, mm. yeah, it's good. Exactly. Great advice. Uh, yeah, right. that's my that's my 
that's like my, my favorite answer because it's such um it's such a great way to it's a great voice acting exercise especially for someone who is nervous and wants to get into voice acting but doesn't necessarily know how to start or i can't do voices and it's like mm -hmm. yeah you can you just yeah. Don't you have one right now. You're doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. As long as you have the frame or the consistent framework of, like I said, like John Cleese has a very interesting speech pattern. I don't, mm -hmm. You don't have to do 100% perfect John Cleese. But if you know and have in your head that speech pattern or where that happens, then try it. Do it. And if it's awesome, yeah. it's awesome. If it isn't, it's that own, it's that character. So okay. it's also from uh, Crispin's like uh, podcast, but like uh, yeah. I th think it was from his guest, Richard Horvitz, who is like also yes. my favorite voice actor. Yeah. But he says like, you know, when it comes down to voice acting and stuff like that, and you're not sure exactly like, you know, if you can do something or whatever, like, or if you can act or if you can voice act, you're enough. Because like end of the day, as a human being, if you've encountered any emotions like happiness, sadness, anger, that kind of thing, then you should be, you know, you can portray those things and you as a person should be enough to do anything. So uh, just do it. Mm -hmm. Put yeah. on your shoes from Nike, not do a sponsor, it. and do it. <laughs> not a sponsor and do it. The also, um, I've noticed, and this is just me now rambling about acting and, and role playing, and I'm so excited now that I know that Meyer and I have listened to the same role, uh, voice <laughs> acting podcast and have the same taste in voice actors. Um, the uh, Wait, hold on, losing the thought. And it's gone. Okay, um, I'll 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 interject something real quick. No, nope, I found it. Okay, you Go first. Okay, uh, first, I'll remember. Um, that actually reminds me because I actually took voice acting lessons when I was in college. I, I got a minor in theater, and uh, I wasn't an actor. It was more like one of those situations where they need actors because, like, there were most of the most of the the staff were women, so they needed male actors to portray characters or just just period. So I ended up getting drafted many times. So I ended up taking mm -hmm. a couple of classes with the acting folks and especially doing a voice voice acting class or voice like voice class. And they gave us uh, some professional like like how to learn accents. And um, I got a Dubliner accent that I had to learn. I was terrible with Ooh. it. And, and what I learned, what I learned what it was, was that basically it's it's the most the most. Um, stereotypical lucky charms uh like like guy accent but then just d don't go that high don't go hmm. you know you know they're right. after me lucky charms and then just bring it down <laughs> and, and i, I, right. I, I make it a little bit more real yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then uh but that's 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 almost exactly the same yeah. concept it was like that that whole thing was like yeah, it doesn't really mm -hmm. matter as long as you can get the the where where the voices are coming from and if you can listen to something you can hear where the the vowels and everything are formed in your mouth, you don't need to know the, 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 the those details. So yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. you said you were now? Well, yeah, well, the thing I remembered. Um, so this is the thing I remembered uh, is that, and this is a, a fun little uh, just me going through life and being like, huh, and observing uh, observing things. Um, it's about to get really deep, so I may not go that far. But the uh, I've noticed. Acting is a practice, right? We all know mm -hmm. that. Um, and acting takes practice, role playing takes practice, voices take practice, and um, even trying to tap old emotions and emote as an actor takes practice. Um, I was a musical theater major, and I had some really great friends who were really wonderful at, ro at um, role playing. I almost said, Haha, acting, because acting, this is acting. <laughs> same thing. Role playing is acting. And yeah. it is the same thing, but it's 
It is and isn't. Um, and I can explain why. The um, Anyway, my theater teacher was always so great. And I was like, oh, because he's done this before. He's like, because he has his master's in acting. And me, as I'm getting older, and I used to hate cold reads and scripts and blah, blah, blah. But me, as I'm getting older, I'm becoming better at acting. And that's because I have experiences. It's harder for a young... That's why it's so phenomenal when you see a young actor kill it on stage. Because where did they get all this... Where did they get all this experience to know exactly which emotion to use here, subtlety and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So um, even just going through life, you become a better actor. But also just know that sometimes um, acting and, and, and reacting... Acting is reacting. Um, acting and reacting is just a part of what emotion or how true to this character can I be here? Even if you're role-playing and making up story on the fly, you can be realistic. You can also be a cartoon, wacky character. Um, but there's just a fun little tidbit I remember. Just like the older you get, it, the more experienced you will be acting because a lot of acting is a reacting and also calling back in different emotions. Um, and uh, without going into a, a, a slight tangent of uh, depth, that's where I will leave it. Yeah, um, and I don't think I have anything else to say. I thought there was a cool point, but that's it. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, next question comes from Blazrad, who asks, Saul Shelley, the Redeemer pilot, RP stream, when? So, uh, better call Saul. Quick, <laughs> quick, quick story. Better calm Saul. <laughs> the, um, uh, for my 10K subscribers on YouTube, uh, I promised that I'd do a Redeemer lore video. But the problem was, was that the Redeemer has no lore. So eventually I had to make up my own lore for the Redeemer yes. because, and so I did an entire video on it. And while while I, was, I had actually made it up live on stream for like a charity, um, someone said, you got to put your name in there somewhere as a, as a nice little like nod. And so I was like, cool. And so I created a character called oh. Saul Shelley who was a test pilot for the UEE who saved the, 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 the last remaining test version of the Redeemer, um, but saved it, but still broke it pretty badly. And so everyone latched onto that. Like, ah, it's pretty funny now, Paul, the, the Saul Shelley. Uh -huh. So there we go. Now there's Saul Shelley, the test so pilot when? who's going to exist. When are we going to, when are we going to shoot that movie? <laughs> yes. Soon. Yeah. Soon. Right. All right. Cool. Wait, uh, I'm also, I'm, I'm also, uh, uh, what's the word? Never mind. Brain's yeah, okay. farting. Losing words. Losing steam. Uh, all right. Mr. Snaps asks, question for all. When the game is in quote-unquote release state later down the line, what would your dream, uh, what would be the your dream RP storyline? Whatever is fun. I'm too much of an, uh, an improv RPer to say yeah. what a dream RP storyline is, but I can tell you what, like, you know, what I would like to do is whether or not be viable as a streamer because of how it is or like in general, but like um, with the, uh, with a Starliner, you know, like uh, with all the stuff that they have with that, with the bits and pieces we can already see in game from it, like the barista NPC being a Starliner pilot, you know, like having, you know, like other RPers, you know, be like in-flight hosts and hostesses and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, oh, the Starliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like being a commercial, runner. like, yeah, yeah, exactly, would be pretty dang cool uh either that or just you know like fulfilling a proper star wars sorry star trek adventure oh, you know yeah. like and that all, all that means to me is i'm in a carrick or a larger multi-crew ship and me and other rpers are doing a mission that's mm -hmm. it 
you know yeah. that's why i got the game you know just yeah. with the way rp is and the way the game is i mean like just a dynamic game with role playing every single time you play the game will be another episode of star trek that's what mm -hmm. i want yeah myth why why else why else can you sit in the captain's chair in a in a uh in a starfarer in a starfarer thank you and uh why else uh, yeah. not for role play you know mm. <laughs> you can't do anything in there besides sit and look cool yeah. um i think when the game is well that's the thing the questions the question was when the game is released what kind mm -hmm. of right yeah like in a more released state quote unquote in, quotes. in a more released state well yeah. my my annoying answer is i should just do it now i could just do it now right. um, but also um my dream story that i'd like to tell which um is a story that i have in my mind i don't know if it's going to happen i am also like meyer where um, I am very much an ad lib reactor in improv. Um, there are, there is plot that I would like to see. I would like to see some conflict with Bear. Um, everybody likes Bear, but mm -hmm. Bear is also smuggling illegal AI in Stanton. So, mm -hmm. like, there's tons of. Um, I would like to. I would like Bear to have conflict. There's some sort of hit or some sort of something. And I used to make. I had another org that was sort of his. That that sort of is the reason why Jarvis exists and blah blah blah. But I'm hoping for some sort of conflict with Bear. If I have to run from someone or blah, 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 that could be super cool. Um, but there is a cool plot point that I thought would be sweet. I don't know if I'll ever do it because um, when it comes to role playing and here I go, um, get mm -hmm. comfortable. The, um, I, uh, there is a lot, there's a slippery slope when it comes to trying to write and plot out A to Z your story. That's sort of a misconception when role-playing. Because um, in Dungeons & Dragons, you only can control your backstory, and then whatever happens is through the game. Um, you could also talk to your DM and try to make a plot point happen, that's fine. But like in this, and in video games, that doesn't necessarily happen. You can you control up the backstory up until the point you start playing, and then it's sort of free range. Um, so it's very good to react as your character, but, but don't act as your character. Don't try to act like you want plot to happen because that's going to, one, take it out and also could be controlling on other players that you're playing with. Mm -hmm. um, so reaction is good, uh, but acting and trying to push role player narrative on people like me saying this awesome, cool plot point or cool story that I would like to do isn't me saying I'm going to do it. But this is something I thought about and could be fucking cool. Excuse me for swearing. I'm so sorry. That's fine. Um, so, being cool. Um, the uh, it's too late for that now. It's too late. <laughs> just use take two. Um, the uh, what would be really cool is if this is a plan that I had once that could be super dope. Um, if Jarvis was seized by some sort of organization, which would have been my other organization known as the Amati Enclave, which are like they really like. Uh, uh, they're like this techno cult. Uh, so they were like, ah, oh, Jarvis, he's one of our gods. We must blah, blah, blah. And they mm -hmm. they worship unbreaked AI. They break mm -hmm. AI and then they worship them because they can solve the world's problems. Um, and uh, so like that's their belief. So the Amadi Enclave, and oh man, I'm going into my nerdy ass Lauren people. Let's do it. Like, Let's this? do it. I um, love it. <laughs> sorry. Um, this is what you get. Um, so... The Amadi Enclave are a separate faction or a splinter faction of my organization or whatever um, that are meant to be the conflict to Bear Black. 
Um, mm. They are supposed to try to track down and Bear Black owes the Ahmadi Enclave uh, jobs and things because Bear Black is keeping, is being paid by the Ahmadi Enclave to keep Jarvis safe and away mm. from Stanton security. What would be cool is if the Ahmadi Enclave somehow were able to recreate or even Jarvis himself, maybe Jarvis himself, because he's unbraked, right? Because he's a, he's a sentient brain that can, or brain, a robot that can learn and react yeah. like war machine um, mm -hmm. from defensive whatevers. So if he can figure out his own way with his own now personality, like the, the, the ascension of this bell curve of AI sentience, isn't this fun? This is how I role play. Um, is like, oh, tragedies, like AI becoming a big thing. Well, let me role play it out. Um, Jarvis becoming and ascending into sentience and overpowered. What if there was a point where Jarvis was able to replicate himself in smaller braked patches and then disperse himself amongst the stars, which I thought would be super cool. And the reason and what I would do was I would record my own voice attack program as mm -hmm. Jarvis and then in lore and like my community members and patrons would be able to then use Jarvis in their own way. They wouldn't have the break AI. They would have Jarvis. And I thought that'd be a super cool little kid. Will that ever happen? Probably not. Um, will I, I've got to do like 250 billion different like voice lines to do that. Yeah. But it would so be get started. But... Yeah, exactly. There was a time where I was like, I'll do seven voices lines a day. And then I would start to program it out and then I would drop it. Maybe that's something I'll do at some point. Maybe it isn't. Um, but that would be super cool because then I could, I could then role play up to the point where I'm like, all right, Jarvis is ready to drop or the Amadi Enclave or whatever the hell is ready to now, it's come to a point where they need to hide Jarvis more. How are they going to do that? Probably through these Jarvis braked AI mm -hmm. iterations where I could- Jarvites. These mm. Jarvites, these little Jarvides um, uh, out uh, towards- uh, uh, Anyway, so it was just yeah. a really cool kind of concept that I was thinking about. I would love to do it. It's a ton of work, but um, will I do it? Maybe. I'm a tryhard, so uh, we'll see. Um, but that's a story point that I would like to do, would be fun to do. Will I do it? Probably not, because uh, I am more of a, when I log in to play Star Citizen or stream Star Citizen, I don't really have much planned. I'll do, I'll maybe have a job or two planned mm -hmm. uh, or an event planned where I'll be like, today, you know what, I'm going to go get my my uh, hover bike, and then I'm going to go zip around the forests of uh, Microtech. And that's going to be my content for the day, and then I'll role play around. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that's my... We'll see. We'll see if something happens. That would be super dope. It also would really ingrain a lot of the storyline and things. Well, do I want to do it? Yes. Will I? Probably not. Mm -hmm. I've got so many things on my plate that I want to do. Um, but that answers your question. Yeah. Uh, I... No, I, I will say add to this is like, cause my, my, my th theories are similar to y'all's, which is just like, I'm just here to have fun and just see what stories come out because stories are crazy. Yeah. But yeah. the, the, the end, my end goal is, is obviously build a bar. Well, have a bar out of, out of a ship and have it be successful enough that people are coming and enjoying it and, and people coming from all different facets of life. So criminals, bounty hunters, you know, uh, uh, you know, corporate types, uh, rebels, all these people come to this bar knowing that it's neutral ground and they can negotiate things and being a hub for activity would be that, that end goal RP for me. It's just that, that kind of, not really a yeah. storyline, but 
do that. Oh, yeah, so being that hub and that central community place where people can and inspire people to RP is yeah. dope. And I think you're killing it because it is such a good thing to um, even in the Astro Pub, like going to the Astro Pub, um, uh, Diabolus is Bear Black's arms dealer. Yeah. And yeah, that's, is, and that's, he's my bouncer in the pub. He's your and bouncer he's, and an yeah. arms dealer on the side. And so <laughs> yeah. now when I need guns, I could buy one or two at the shop, but I'd rather just get in touch with Diabolus and be like, hey, I gotta get some, I need some guns for blah, blah, blah. And, he, and <laughs> usually I'll meet up with Diabolus at one of these events mm-hmm. and we'll sneak off and we'll do a, we'll do a, uh, we'll do like an arms deal. So like finding contacts in the game too, to mm-hmm. be those sort of points where it's like, I can just go to the shop and get these guns, but it's way cooler if somebody else gets them for me and I buy them from this little mm-hmm. narrative rather than me going to the shop and spending 50,000 on these guns. I'd rather give 50,000 to a person yeah, and do it that way because it's giving and it's that, it's that thing. Yeah. 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 It's that give and take. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next question. Yeah. That's the, I was going to finish that off with that. That's one of the reasons why I'm like waste the way star citizens going is that eventually you will need a Diabolus because Diabolus on, on like will have guns that you do not have. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, Hey, we need to make an assault, you know, non-role play style. We need to assault this base, which is controlled by this other org or patrolled by this NPC group that I, we need to take out. I need a rail gun. There is no rail gun in Pyro. We can't find any rail guns in Pyro, but Diabolus has 7,000 stocked up yeah. on some, some, some ship. He's just like, here you go. Which is why, <laughs> you know, like watching this, you know, in July, you'll be like, oh, okay, I understand. But which is why this wipe for 317.2, deleting everyone's stockpiles of items that are now on the rare loot table is going to facilitate role play so well much because yeah. now even if you're not a role player, ha, you'll have mm-hmm. to. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to ask someone. And even if you're just asking, hey, do you have a gun? That's that counts. Yeah, you yeah. Because you're asking exactly. for something in game about about something. So I mean, yeah, it's really cool, and it's it's fun when role players get to laugh at the people who aren't role playing um, because they are role playing. You know, it's like, haha, you're in this immersive game. Haha, mm. it's always fun to do that, but really we are mm. uh, super um, excited to role play with you and play with you people who don't role play. It's not mm-hmm. just, and also if I role play with you and you're not role playing back, I'm not going to think you're a piece of shit or anything. I just, no. I role play with everybody. Yeah. Even if you're just like, hey, this game is great. Oh man, no, you're role playing. That's so cool. Hey, uh, what do you like about this game? And I'll probably answer in character, in character. but I'm, I won't like, of course, shit yeah. on you or anything. Like, oh, excuse me, sir, I'm role playing here. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Um, all right. Next question comes from Windlord, who asks, how important for RP is it to integrate the lore into a more diegetic, um, thanks to Tony Z, way? Uh, which is your favorite way to encounter lore in game and add it to role play? I love the idea of the physical Galactopedia in game. One more time. Um, basically, how important is it to, in- to integrate actual game lore into game pl- into into role play? It's into not, the role it play itself. I mean, like, yeah, it helps a lot. Obviously, I mean, like, if you're making a character and you're saying to other people, "Oh, Hurston Dynamics is this," when they're not, not or whatever, then you know, like, if you're saying that to somebody who's not into RP but they're big on lore, then you're just gonna be, you know, like. Do, not doing it wrong, but kind of like rubbing their shoulders the wrong way or whatever like that, not making sense and being confusing. 
Um, I would say that it would help to know the lore, but like if you're making your own kind of like just uh, look, I keep smacking my mic and I'm apologizing. But, like <laughs> if if uh, you're making your own localized thing, it doesn't matter. You know, it helps a lot because the the universe of Star Citizen and the lore of Star Citizen is so rich, but there's also so much, and that's why the Galactopedia is so useful because you can literally search a term and not have to be wrong, and all it takes is a button press. So like mm -hmm. um. You know, like uh, I would say that it's not necessary, but it's damn, it's, it's really helpful. And not only oh. that, but like if you're correct, you know, if you can say, oh, you know, they're flying an Asperia talent, you know, that's a, you know, it's made by Asperia, not the Tevrin themselves, but it's actually a refactor of the model that was in the Second Tevrin War at the end of uh, the Second Tevrin War at 2610. Then you know, bang, oh, you great. know, that's that's lore, that's the date, that's true. But it doesn't need, you don't need to have that information. You know, you just have to not have a life. But uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I think, um, <laughs> I agree. I mean, you don't have to, um, I don't know a lot of the Star Citizen lore. I always, when I ask for Star Citizen lore, I ask, uh, I ask Astropub and then I ask Meyer. Um, I'm like, hey. Um, this in that thing, order. Is this yeah. Yeah, in that order. <laughs> um, uh, and it's, uh, it's great. And um, like having also those resources and those people who, uh, are those fonts of information about those the lore and stuff is uh, really helpful and useful. Um, a lot of our table story friends have joined Star Citizen lately. And yesterday, two days ago, last week, it doesn't matter. I don't know what day it is. Uh, what day is it? <laughs> Friday? It's Thursday. The, um, it's Thursday, today. thank you. Saturday, um, which is enough days ago where I could just say Saturday, uh, where Meyer played Crispin Hurston. A character yes. you made up. Oh, Crispin in Hurston. The Hurston mm -hmm. line. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hello. Hurston. My name is Crispin or Hurston, <laughs> and uh, welcome to Hurston Dynamics. Hurston, I'm Crispin of the Hurston Dynamics. Crispins. I mean, Hurston's. I'm sure you've heard of us before. Um, yeah. Would you like to see my my cousin? He's Constantine over there. Go, 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 uh, go piss him off. It's funny because like Constantine goes, "Did my cousin put you up to this?" <laughs> it's great. <Yeah. laughs> is uh, is Crispin an actual in lore name, or do you did you make that character up? And oh, I, I made Crispin line? up. So, yeah, okay. Um, Crispin's a lazy insert. I made up a character called Crispin Cantabile in World RP, who was like a news reporter. So I just used the same character, but just yeah. like you know, but, sped but, him but up. Applied him into the lore of yeah of uh, Star Citizen, and you ingrate yeah. him into the family line, and then you knew everything about mm -hmm. Hurston uh, and uh, Loreville, and you gave our friends a role play tour of Hurston. Through, or I'm sorry, of Lore of Loreville, through mm -hmm. the eyes of a tour guide who was one of the Hurston family. So, like that was really right. cool. It was a great little, uh, it was a great little tidbit of lore knowledge and a nod towards the lore. And you were able to play a character that gave to others. That's another like eighty percent character that is for and hundred percent is for uh, other players. So you're really offering people that but using the in-game lore you could have right. just made up Thank a new you. character and said i am mm -hmm. crispin uh, jackson and i'm here from wherever and i'm here to do and i'm a tour guide but instead you knew some of the lore and enough of it to embed yourself in and make it believable and immersive which was super cool mm -hmm. so it does help but you don't need it Meyer's just a god no exactly <laughs> he's just a well, god that's all <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, even, even me, the lore guy, I'll tell you, like the lore is, is you can, you can diegetically gather a lot of the lore. Like you don't have to be a genius to, you don't have to have read like the entirety of, of the lore to know that Loreville is a shithole. Uh, <laughs> just take one look at it and go, that's a shithole. And then yeah. you go into, you go that's into, dangerous. 
Yeah. You go to Central Business District and you say, wow, that guy has a giant gold statue. These people are pricks. And it's like, yeah, uh-huh. it's CIG does a really good job of that kind of uh-huh. very environmental storytelling. So, mm. uh, so so you don't have to you know know too much. Uh, but I too would wish we have more of a Galactopedia in game. I'm always I'm one of those people. It's like I always want to see more immersion and more act, active, like more. You there are absorb so the many resources. Yeah, there are so many resources for Star Citizen that should be in Star Citizen. Yeah, yeah. soon, yeah. hopefully, you know, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, or a cool mm-hmm. games calculator for one <laughs> needs to be in at sea. Mm-hmm. You know, like either CIG talk to these guys or they basically reskin it and call it Whitley's Guide. I mean, just come on. I mean, yeah. I would say how hard is it to do, but it's likely very hard, but it needs to be in the game. Many games do this, you know, like they rely on the communities to like make all these resources and stuff for them when they really, really should have a place in the game. I shouldn't have to tab out and Google something that should be apparent in a game that's set in 2952. Yeah. Yeah. Rant over. <laughs> All right. Such a little night bite-sized rant. I've been going nuts over here. <laughs> All my rants. You can, you've got 10 more minutes if you want it. I've accumulated. I've accrued. I've gone through my accrued rant times. So uh, you all your time. You've, you're over your time, <laughs> Mr. Methodic. You know. Uh-huh. Um, mm. All right. So uh, this is a question from Mathematic. Is Jarvis related to Janus? I don't know who Janus is. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know if that's that is. Mr. Snaps, you'd have to tell us what that is. I didn't realize. I also didn't realize that the, like everybody was like, you should name it Jarvis. And I didn't, I didn't watch Marvel movies and, um, yeah. and, and, and hate <laughs> me for whatever. Um, but I, uh, early on when Marvel started being like, hey, we're doing a bunch of movies. I was like, this is, I'm, I'm sort of tired of the Marvel movies. Not that I don't like them. Um, I just didn't watch them. Um, yeah. I like all of the characters. I like Marvel. I just didn't watch every movie. Um, so I didn't know that Jarvis was a thing uh, in like the Iron Man stuff. So I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> and so I needed to like figure out how to make Jarvis my own oh. and things like that. So, okay. uh, yeah, because because Chad, I was like, Chad, what should I name him? And then like a bunch of people like Jarvis. Ha ha. And I was like, okay, and <laughs> that's fine with me. That sounds original. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and it was very so, so original. Chad- Chad is, is because I remember this now, Janice, but it's not spelled, mm-hmm. they spelled it J-N-I-C-E. They're, they're talking about Janice, yeah. J-A-N-U-S, or you, whatever, the, the god, right. the goddess, who, there's an the AI, god. yeah, there's a god, or the god, there's a god, there's an AI in Star Citizen lore that was piloting a, a sleeper ship before they discovered jump points, who was called Janice, which is why they're, they're, they're wondering if When did this come out? This came when out. This, this was lore, lore that came out like you know, this, this lore was like 2014 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. I <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> the generational shift disappeared, and yeah. um, that's why like AI is banned, or one of the reasons why AI is okay, banned in Star Citizen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So. I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> All right. That's cool. That's great. Um. Yeah, that is, uh, you know, I, I've, if, if that is, I haven't, that's, uh, thank you for that offer, whoever yeah. said that, because um, likely, yeah. likely they're related um, because of that, because of that story and that lore. Jarvis has also a very similar background. He's being smuggled because um, there were these people known as the Commonwealth from the Jovian system who were actually moving him through Stanton because they needed to use the Stanton Point, right because Stanton's the best way to get to Terra and Earth, yeah. right? Is that why Stanton exists? Yeah, it's um, halfway between. 
look at me knowing stuff. And uh, <laughs> so they were getting the Jovian artificial uh, replicant, viable of intelligence self, uh, moved from one point to another. And in the point here on, uh, in, oh boy, here we go. In during the transport in a javelin, it crashed and was trying to be seized on Daymar. So the uh, javelin that was on Daymar in my head cannon mm -hmm. uh, contained Jarvis. Uh, and then it was salvaged by uh, a different organization of as Arcanus, and Arcanus salvaged it. And then the Amadi Enclave figured out about it. And then they, uh, the Commonwealth and also some security and private security were trying to chase down. This is a movie I, was I actually have a script for and never mm -hmm. shot it and probably will at some point. Um, uh, they flew in and tried to seize it. The and then Arcanus called a hauler to come pick it up, and they uh, plugged in Jarvis into Bear Black's ship to keep Jarvis alive because the Amadi Enclave's god was dying, and were able to preserve it and keep it safe and smuggle it through the through the caterpillar. So there is a lot of similarities between uh, what I hear of Janus and Jarvis. So why not? Yeah, probably. Yeah, There's probably, probably. J Jarvis is probably an iteration of Janus, or at least a braked, modified version of Janus, which is so cool because they sound so close to the same name. And I'm now just going to make that canon because you can yeah. do that. I can do that. You can do that. Thank you. Thank you, uh, <laughs> CIG, for letting me do that. It's been so nice <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> uh, Windlord00 asks, do you think there's, there's still a plan for that people with multiple game packages on their account will get multiple characters without having to log into a second account to play their alt character? I hope. I mean, my my biggest hope. Sure. My, my I have biggest. To this. Sorry, I'm still recovering from the last one. <laughs> you're, you're good. Um, my biggest hope is that we get away from the handles and we can just name our characters, oh, so yeah. that it's such a simple. Thing. So just so just so when you see somebody online online, you don't see their like, you know, you don't see the astropub over my head. You you see like, oh, this person is here and you'll, you look at me, it'll, you know, you scan me with your little, you know, hand scanners in the future. You'll just, it'll say Paul Shelley, you know, mm -hmm. uh, residence, you know, Magnus, uh, occupation, this, you know, like, like things that would yeah. be last registered by my job status is what I did in the UE archives, you know, which is kind of what we already have now for yeah. ships. So from an immersion standpoint, it, it would be cool if you could like have multiple character slots. But from like a standpoint of Star Citizen being the game that it's supposed to be, it makes next to no sense to have them. So yeah. I feel like uh, because like there are no classes, you know, no. like there's no benefit of starting fresh apart from wanting to start fresh. So like an account having multiple slots apart from like being known as something else for the very specific like uh, purpose of role play doesn't seem like uh, like a like a path that CIG would necessarily want or need to go to uh, so like you know in the past they talked about having multiple game packages and if you did have multiple game packages you could kind of consolidate them and have the different character slots or whatever and use those in that kind of way um, it's probably still going to be the way that way I'm not too sure if they will branch out or change and they haven't spoken about this in a long time no, so I yeah. don't know yeah it's hard to tell yeah. alright mm. uh, um Next question comes from um, Luca Lazzi, who asks, question, roles versus jobs. Most players identify as a miner, a bounty hunter, a foot soldier, an ace pilot, etc. Those are jobs. Can you give examples of roles? 
Because Smith, you talked They're about the same, roles really. earlier. Or I think, yeah. Because you and Meyer both talked about roles. Yes. I use the them interchangeably. Um, okay. They are the same, but um, there are archetypes in theater um, that also can be played here. And those could be also seen as roles where you are the supportive character, where are you the, are you, is your role the ingenue? Is your role the, uh, the, the clown, right? The, which is known as the Commedia dell'arte, which is the, actually, I'm sorry, that is the Harlequino in the Commedia dell'arte uh, Renaissance era of Italian theater. Um, mm. So as much as they know lore about Star Citizen, uh, <laughs> I have lore about theater. So, um, the, so when I see role or role playing, there is, um, the, and what sort of changed my way of thinking about this was like, um, and this may just be too nerdy for everybody. I already may just check out during this entire answer. But um, <laughs> World of Warcraft has, you have the role tanks, DPS, and healer, right? Mm -hmm. That is what makes that a role-playing game, right? They, they call it a role-playing game. It's an MMORPG um, and, and things like that. Um, so those are roles, uh, and you have a role in your group, right? Now, when it comes to mm -hmm. role-playing, um, you could just, if it helps you get into your character or be immersive, you can interchange them with jobs. Um, when it also comes to role playing, like the other day, uh, Meyer made Crispin Hurston. That was a role, not necessarily in the fact that he was a, uh, the character was Crispin Hurston or the fact that the character character was, uh, integrated into the role play or the fact that the character was, um, a tour guide, right? Or, or turned out to be the tour guide. I think the role of the character was to fulfill a story point for the other characters in the scene, which was, if you were to look at this scene or these characters in this scene in a lineup, which ones are the main characters? Which ones are the supportive characters? Which ones are the villains? Which ones are, and like all of those little archetypes of theater. Um, that's how my brain goes to, uh, uh, goes into role playing because it's like archetype playing or job playing uh, and things like that. Um, so that's how, at least where my brain goes when it comes to, uh, is this character gonna be a supportive character? Because I could be a minor, but I could also be a villain. Mm -hmm. uh, I, could be a, uh, I could be a bounty hunter, but I could also be a hero. Like there are these sort of other uh, archetypes in storytelling that sort of exist in this sort of narrative subconscious that we have all sort of learned throughout yeah. our watching of any sort of Disney movie or any sort of uh, movie even growing up, not even Disney, uh, but my background of knowing Disney movies, they all have sort of the same sort of archetypes throughout them. The mm -hmm. same sort of things happen in any of your favorite director's movies. There are this sort of archetype formula of what the characters are that are presented and how they interact with each other. Um, and that is sort of what I would think is role playing. It's, it's, it's the combination of the job, the, the character background, uh, also what role they play in the verse or the community that you're playing in. Mm -hmm. um, on, on Red Dead, I, play a, I have a, a gunsmith who doesn't leave the gun shop. Well, he does, but I mean, rarely. He manages the gun shop there. My role is I'm a gunsmith, but I'm also, my role is I'm sort of giving life to Rhodes, that little town down there, by... Um, uh, by offering or having my character be there, right? I'm, I'm mm -hmm. offering a little bit of life by having that archetype of support. I'm that little backdrop that people can come in and have that immersive uh, background because the NPC is talking back with them dy dynamically. Oh, wait, no, that's a player. Um, so, and the same sort of thing in 
in Star Citizen, my role, I feel like, if for Bear, is a cargo hauler and um, is a smuggler cargo hauler that is willing to hire other people and be a manager for these um, blue-collar jobs uh, and these freelance jobs. So to integrate people into the story. I'm also something people can role play with if they wanted to pirate me and take my cargo. The amount of times I have streamed and had cargo taken from my ship is zero. And I play <laughs> this character because I would like to have conflict. So mm -hmm. like I am zipping from one place to another. I would love to have my character be a pinata um, or at least that role play pirate scene or whatever. It's so, yeah. It's sort of it's there, that role is, so people can see and be like, that's a target, we should get after Bear Black's full cargo ship. Um, mm -hmm. That's sort of my long-winded answer about role play versus jobs, because I like to figure out the narrative or the more complicated reason for something to make sense. So I think that was me putting together your question and trying to find an answer that helps. I, I do that all the time. So yeah, you're good. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm like, all right, here's the I, I get what you're saying. How can I... Yeah. yeah, a good a good a good kind of uh, way of looking at this is like just look at Star Wars alone. There are two archetypes for bounty yes. hunters. There's the evil bounty hunter and the good bounty hunter. There's the evil smuggler and the good smuggler because uh, Star Wars right. works in white, black and white. It's very simple, yeah, yeah. either good or bad. But you know, Boba Fett in uh, in Return of the uh, Return of the Jedi is an evil bounty hunter. He works for the mm -hmm. evil crime lord. But in Book of Boba Fett, he is the good crime lord, the good bounty hunter, you know, uh, or the mm -hmm. Din Djarin of the uh, of Mandalorian is the good bounty hunter. So because he's the main character. I guess on how the story is told. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so you so say? you can you cut out. Yeah, you cut out there, hmm? Meyer. What did you say, Meyer? I said this is the way. Uh, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> that is the way. That's the way. Um, so you can also think about it in, in, in that sort of thing. If you want to be, uh, another way of looking at it is also, uh, for, from a popular perspective is if you're really into wrestling, wrestling has a lot of those roles. Yes. Like the, like, like the, heel. the, the heel is uh -huh. a great example. Like someone who always is the, the bad guy who always loses, you know, the, the jobbing, you know, you want to be a jobber. You can be a jobber. If you want to be a professional jobber in RP, you can, there, there are mm -hmm. people who do that. Mm -hmm. You know, and you can do that very serious, like the person who never gets a break, or you can be the the comedic like cartoon who yep. always screws yep. up, and you know is is like Bebop and Rocksteady from 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 Ninja Turtles, you know that kind of thing. Uh, you know, Skeletor. Wanna, you know, and like kind of say like in much the same way that when I say I watch movies, it could mean that I watch horror movies, I right. could watch comedies, almost all that stuff, or you know, I watch anime, but you can you can have you know there is. That's just a name for like a massive medium that has tons of yeah. things. RP is just like that. RP is yeah. the umbrella for which you can do anything that you want. If you've seen TV, if you've seen acting or anything like that, you can, you know, uh, you can kind of fulfill that within RP. If you just want to have your character be a bit more immersed into the what CI just put down, you can do that too without necessarily having the need to like, you know, fulfill RP for other people or to like make other people feel a certain way. Not everybody needs to be a service character within RP. Yeah. Not everybody needs to, you know, like have the best, uh, you know, like uh, have this external almost meta kind of like other people's uh, best experience in the forefront of their mind, you know? Like uh, it is just a medium. 
and it is up to you to do what you want to do with it you know yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what it is mm -hmm. all right we got three more questions left um okay. and we see P pumpkin berries in the chat so pumpkin berries another one of those Happy who's who's here from i remembered uh pb from uh elite dangerous rp back in the day as well mm -hmm. so uh back in the yeah <laughs> way back in the day so who's who's been getting into star citizen so um all right gmat83 he has two questions first question is how do you think the difference um how do you think the difference from having an rp server like wild rp versus a regular server like star citizen basically a structural experience versus a disorganized server do you think they will end up with rp servers in the long run so cig have said that they want to entertain the idea of private servers however that's going to be on the whoever is going to run that private server and not mm -hmm. cig i think that the the people who play star citizen are going to have to find a way to kind of facilitate rp within the mass within the single shard universe it's it it can and will be fun if someone just hosts one star system like the source like you know the stanton system or even just one planetary system like the hurston system yeah. but with the way the game is set up you can have that same experience but also have it open to other people just by saying okay all our peers we're just going to go and you know like do rp the stage in the yeah. yeah the stage is next to this today we're going to be here yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the biggest issue it comes down to and we talked about this before the stream snipers and not just like the the, the, the yeah the malicious or the malignant ones that you know like that find you and blow you up but even just the ones that can like, loiter there and don't do anything and like make cause accidents or anything yeah 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 so that's probably where the benefit of a private rp server will come from but private RP servers have their own, you know, buckets of, you know, like demons and stuff that, mm -hmm. you know, like, so they're, they're pros and cons to both of them, honestly. And I would like to see a way for like a RP in Star Citizen to flourish within the world CIG of building because it seems to be so RP heavy and RP focused anyway, you know, like uh, anyone trying to host a private server using just a fragment of what the game has, I think will be missing out on like the full vision of what, you know, Star Citizen can offer. I think so too. I think, um, I think I've received a lot of, oh man, I can't wait for, I want to get into Star Citizen, a lot of my streamer friends too. I want to get into Star Citizen, but I can't wait until, uh, I'm going to wait until they do private servers. One, that's not entirely pro a promised thing. And two, <laughs> Um, that's not what Star Citizen is, right? Um, yeah. If there are other games that offer that, but Star Citizen is nice because it's supposed to be this other option of like enjoying the world and enjoying space and learning about sci-fi and blah, blah, blah. But having, what will happen, and this happens in the, 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 the role play community in any video game, is when you create private servers, you create, you start fracturing the community. Mm -hmm. um, people are going to start only playing on those servers and they're not going to care about the global or whatever the official server is or whatever it is. And um, then it's a lot of responsibility for that private owner to update and keep people involved and uh, have the right rules that also won't, uh, it's, 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 I don't think that it would be Star Citizen if they had private servers. Um, yeah. I think that a lot of the magic and fun of Star Citizen is doing things in the servers they are and finding people in making friends in the game it is uh, and um, being able to pull off 
what it is that Meyer and I pull off in the game um, like that. We wouldn't have been able to do that um, that jump to ju that uh, jump town heist. We wouldn't have been able to do that because yeah. we we would have we would have had we would have role played with other people. It would have been a, probably a longer scene, and mm -hmm. we probably would have been standing around outside of the ship for longer, talking about who knows what. Um, but we wouldn't have done the mechanics. We would have it would have been more of a, uh, a smaller community who are excited to hang out with each other rather than playing the game and push forward for whatever your own um, benefits are. Um, so I think role play communities or private communities for Star Citizen may not help in the way that think people think they will. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Which is just a long-winded agreement. To what he said. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I hate the fractious nature of of multiple servers. Yeah. It's one of the things that I think a lot of people in Star Citizen do too. Because when CIG initially mm -hmm. talked about shards, everyone lost their mind because they heard shards yeah. and they're like, "I want to play with my friend who's, you know." Uh, one of the big people who I play with all, um, you know, almost all the time is Diablos. And if Diablos yeah. isn't, he's in Australia, I'm in the US, you know, yeah. if we couldn't be able to play together, it would be horrible if I had to choose a server. So mm -hmm. I, I think most people would, would agree that they want to kind of have this full thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the key is, is finding the degrees of tolerance that you're willing to go for with your own role play. If you're going to be in the open, how tolerant are you going to be? Are you going to have to move things around? Are you going to have to set, set things up? So... I think it's just a kind of the element. Yeah, it'll fracture the fandom, I think, too. Mm -hmm. um, like, what not much separates me from anybody in chat who plays Star Citizen. But if I was on a private server, a lot of things would probably separate me between that person because they're playing on a different server, right? And, mm -hmm. like, their culture is different. Their community is different now. Um, and who knows if they change code or whatever, but their community that they hang out with is different than what mine would be. But now, me going to Star uh, Citizen Con or me going to a, a bar citizen, I have a lot more in common with anybody there because I am also a huge fan of the game state that it's in rather than having a fractured bit for a separate community, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, he asked the same question. I'm just going to summarize it. How do you think um, Death of a Spaceman will, will impact role play when you have to... When you have a final dead point, when, you know, say Bear is finally dead and he is dead dead, do you think you're going to go, is that going to make it harder or is it going to make it, uh, you know, easier? Do you think you're going to go with it? Do you think it's going to be a detriment to RP? Um, Take away minor. I'm going to run away for a okay. second. But I can still yeah. be Death of a Spaceman will only affect you if you want it to affect you. Because end of the day, as a role player, you decide when your story ends. And Star Citizen is only ever a vector and a platform for your roleplay. So, like, it, much in the same way as if you're, like, RPing in any other game and your character dies and there's no, like, long-winded RP reason for why you're back with your memories, um, just because the game says, oh, the character you made is dead and they're dead forever and, like, they can't regen anymore, it doesn't stop you from going back to the main menu and retconning it at all. It's always going to be down to you as the player to decide, okay, well, that's the end point. That's, uh, that, that is that. I mean, like, if you're role-playing, you make your own rules, much mm -hmm. in the same way as if you're playing a tabletop RPG. Like, uh, everything else is literally just a guideline. Yeah. You can be as, as, as immersive or as not immersive as possible. Like, like my first per point of view, when my character dies and Perma dies, he's dead. I'm going to move right. on because that's fun. For me, that's like... What what would happen afterwards? How would his the, the successor? Who would their successor be? How would they function? That kind of thing. But that's up to you. It's 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 as little or not because 
you can literally just say copy paste and because it's just a game mechanic, just like copy and paste the same character, whatever. Now, you know, there's no there's no difference. And with regen, as especially even like in immersive reasons, regen, you don't know who what what their imprint viability score is. You don't know how long they have to live. So, yeah, you know, it's a, it, who not? it's just a guideline, you know, like, yeah, it's a really immersive and cool and well-written way to like to determine when a character was to die within the world of Star Citizen. But it is literally just a guideline and you shouldn't mm -hmm. let it like uh, govern how you play or how you uh, are telling your your character's story unless you want to. And for Paul, for myself, that's how it's going to be. But then again, for me in RP and within Star Citizen, um, the character that I play when I'm just playing Star Citizen is just me playing Star Citizen. It's just me yeah. in the future or whatever like that. It's very RP light. But, um, you know, for if you're a mythomatic, you know, he might be doing something else. He might have bear black as this thing that that he's always playing and if they've reached an imprint viability score of like you know zero and he can't regenerate he might decide okay well bear's dead now or he can just go that never happened and you know write off the uh the consequences some other way it's all up to you as the player yeah i have answers and this is where people regret that i was on the show that's fine we only have one more theory. question after this so you know wonderful i love role play theory this is like my bread and butter i love blabbing about it so it's always exciting when people want to talk about it with me um and then i never get invited again because i talk too much um but the um thing that i have to say about this and it's always fun too because i'm like a try hard nerdy serious role player um so a lot of what i'm saying you don't have to do um, but it's things that I do because I enjoy it. Um, and I'm not saying like, I enjoy it and should do it around me. I do it for my own, my own fun. I like mm -hmm. to challenge myself with playing two characters at once. Uh, I like to challenge myself with, uh, coming up with, uh, weird flaws for my characters or weird mechanical flaws that I would do. Um, like in... Uh, not to bring up Red Dead, but I'm going to bring up Red Dead again. Um, one it. of my Red Dead characters um, it was uh, faked his death. Uh, and mm -hmm. then I needed, he was a criminal, and we faked his death. And I never went to the uh, towns again. And I was like in the in the background and stuff and trying to play the game by being invisible. Because his character, or he, he, was, he was like still being a criminal, but I wanted to be invisible to the world. So I didn't want the cops to know that I still live because we faked the death. So it was a lot of fun, but it's like giving myself those hurdles and to challenge myself um and what i've been doing recently in red dead and i and and this is why i bring this up again because in red dead there is no value of life um yeah. there is a rule about value of life or at least the server we're on but a lot of the servers not even just the server we're on but uh with this wild rp one we're talking about but in a lot of the re uh, role play servers that i've been on there's always this rule about value of life uh and also with the same point that Meyer said is that it's really always up to the player whether or not the character is dead which means if that's the case, that means there's no value of life and life doesn't have value, which makes it really hard to be immersed in a world where you're all playing gods. Because mm -hmm. in meta mind, you know that everyone's a god. So you have to backtrack. You have to think um, You have to think about the story, the outcomes, the reactions. And then there's always the thought of they're probably going to live through this because they may yeah. not die. So, so it's the, and, and like that little meta seed of, life having no value though i have to role play th that 
is always difficult for newer role players and people getting into the craft or seasoned role players because life does not have value in those scenarios. If, and, and which you still can, if you ignore uh, uh, death, of a, death of a salesman, death of a spaceman, it's sort of giving that, it's sort of giving that mechanic no value. Mm -hmm. But I also agree that it's always up to you. I, in Red Dead recently, have been in, a, and I'd like to push more people to do it, um, have been doing this nine lives rule where if I get downed in PvP nine times, I kill my character. I have mm -hmm. nine opportunities to try to tell my character's story. But at some point, it's going to happen and my character will die, which also lets me, the character, the player, know that the end is coming. So I can prepare emotionally for it because killing a character off like that is traumatizing uh, sometimes because you're like, oh, my entire creative process of this character, five billion years of whatever my Twitch career is, or whatever it may be, my five years of role playing with this community has been about this character, or my Twitch career has exploded because of this <laughs> character, and things like that where um, a lot of these uh, meta, um, and meta being, for those of you are like, what the hell is he talking about? Meta being information out of character, out of mm. game. Um, this meta um, of not having value of life makes it a little hard for those reactions of genuine fright. If people don't have, if people are immoral, they're going to become less scared in their meta. Um, even the players won't be scared because the players know that their characters are going to look brutal. So you're going to have this like guns drawn scene, or and citizen, a guns drawn scene where. Um, someone's leading you through your, your cargo hauler with uh, with a shotgun to your back, and you're trying to and you're and you're transporting um, you're transporting your loot over to their ship. That's a really cool scene. But also, if I wanted to, I could just turn around and blast that guy because I know I'm not risking anything. <laughs> so the um, so what I really like about the death of a spaceman is it's offering sort of that same thing that I've been doing with my my uh, nine lives rule is it's sort of letting the player know that the end is coming. Mm -hmm. um, so it lets you sort of get emotionally prepared that your character is dying, uh, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. And it lets you know that I should probably start thinking about another character or uh, how am I going to react to this? Because you could then start like, Oh, you're my, my, uh, my imprint is at 78%. What does that mean? Do I have a brown eye now and a green eye? Mm -hmm. Like, is there, what is, what is changing? Do I have a scar that has stayed through my, re, my regen process? You can start to do some of the, the, it's an offer that CIG is giving us to help our role play, whether or not you choose the death or if you would like to, you could and be like, okay, yeah, that's a great offer. Thank you so much, uh, CIG, for killing off my character uh, three months into this death process. Or you can go, all right, I think, 78 imprint is enough for me to say that I now have a robotic hand. You know, mm. you can do sort of that stuff where it's still, they still give you like this meta knowledge, but narratively you can do whatever you want with that. You could justify what 78% means. And that could be a new cool thing for your character, whether it's a scar, whether it's a missing hand uh, or whether it is uh, missing an eye or um, things like that. So um, as much as I, and you can ignore it. It also is a cool offer to help with your the value to your character's life, um, yeah. which would then 
only help fuel raw emotion or not raw emotion, excuse me, fabricated emotion in your role play scenes if that's something you want. Or raw emotion if you are not role playing and someone's trying to hijack your ship. Yeah. You're going to get raw emotions. Of, oh, this is my last character. I've, 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 I've spent so long on this character and I've got, and I, and I really like the star runner and I, I've got three billion in the bank. And like, you're going to have that, that ramble and panic won't happen. If there is no, that didn't exist because yeah. they would immediately take out the gun and fire because you're equals at that point. No <clears> one <throat> has any value over than the other. And that's sort of what happens a lot in these uh, private other red, like Red Dead or, or uh, GTA or Atlas or Arc or all these other servers that I've been a part of, Conan as well, all of these other servers I've been a part of is where there isn't any current, when life doesn't have a resource, there's no resource to your lives, there's no um, value to your life. It's really hard for you as the player and some of us like professional role players in the switched industry, Pro. it's really hard have a to have some sort of value when in the meta of the rules there isn't you know mm -hmm. so it's really hard to like it's it's hard to step back and see that there's a contradiction between how the rules are written so my take on death of a spaceman and and when you first brought it up i think it was both of you mm -hmm. um we were in a um we were in a death of a we were talking about death of a spaceman in another interview somewhere sometime yeah, yeah. and um yeah and I like was like, wow, that's amazing, because it was the first time I heard about it. And um, I thought, that's so cool, because of the same sort of deal. It's giving value to life. It's also giving value to your, uh, your tries. Yes, you can ignore it, right? And, and most likely people will. But also, it will help with role play, which is hilarious, because that is another reason why we're, that's another point to Star Citizen's a role-playing game. It is. Um, I mean, but that's my... Yeah, that's how I was say, about permadeath and stuff. Yeah, CIG is very much like like Chris has taken a lot of time to think about this, and uh, as and and Chris, Chris has you talked. Want to talk. Yeah, hey, I, Chris, Chris is at his core a a theatrical guy, so he understands yeah. a lot of these these things. He always wanted to be a director. It's obvious from from Wing Commander games if you watch how many cutscenes yeah. there are in Wing Commanders, yeah. uh, and it's obvious he's trying to map theatrical concepts onto uh to uh into a video game as much as possible so that you can feel the fear of losing everything and he talked about even like mm -hmm. how dark souls makes you fear your life because you, you every step you take has to be careful and planned and that's yeah and have to yeah. plan and worry about it and that's the core element of that game is fear it's not yeah. necessarily difficult if you once you get to play it and you understand it. It's not not it's it's wonky, but it's not as hard as a lot of people like to put point out. But you always know that if you screw up, you could lose everything your, and go right back to the value. Your your life bar is a currency that ticks away very quickly in in uh, in Dark Souls. Yeah, so and, yeah, it's a very it's a it's a thing that you have to pay attention to and be careful of and manage. And, and that's and that's what he that was his inspiration for Death of a, of a Spaceman. He says obviously not like super hardcore, but he wanted it to mm -hmm. have that little element to it. And that's yeah. that's a, at its core a role play concept, you know, and a gameplay aspect. It's that's the mm -hmm. key of Star Citizen, I think, is taking a lot of things that are common in role play and in acting and stuff like that, and translating it into gameplay mechanics, which is not easy. So, uh, right, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. All right, last question. Winlord00 asks, one of the most watched Star Citizen videos is the Bed Bananas Prison Escape. How important mm -hmm. to RP is finding a group you click with? 
that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. It's the hardest thing to do, but once you do it, that's it. That's mm -hmm. you set. And we're, I think, um, I think we're experiencing that now too. Um, I'm now getting a group of role players who enjoy role playing, try hard like like I do, um, and it's fucking cool. And I swore again. And but I mean, it's uh, the it's. Um, I think it's a really it's having a group of people who are on board with what you want to do in Star Citizen is important. I mean, if you. Uh, it's like anything. It's like, hey, we want to go play baseball. You want to be on my baseball team and you don't get along, you're not going to have fun playing baseball. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, right? At sports, is that how that works? Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, it's really the same in anything. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to come play video games with me and go shoot stuff and then you just don't click well with that person for whatever reason, it's not going to be fun. So yeah. yeah, I think in the exact same way. Yeah, there are uh, ways and uh, it, it can be, uh, successful if you have a large number of uh, a large number of if you have numbers in your organization or your guild or whatever it may be in whatever game it is but if you have 200 or 300 people in your organization uh, and they don't all get along and you don't get along with every one of them it's going to be very hard to want to nurture that entire thing, if they're not on board with what you do and think of the sort of that same, if you don't get along with them, is my yeah. theory and my yeah. thoughts. I don't have an organization of 300 people, so I could be different, but that's my theory. RP is a bit more difficult as well, in general, just yeah. to like that group, because like uh, with other games, I mean, like, uh, you know, you might need like maybe four of the people to like to be, get into a competitive game of like, you know, uh, Valorant or something mm -hmm. like that. And all you need then is just people you click with and who are at the same level of the game as you are when it comes into rp if you're trying to like rp as a group say in like in a capital ship or you know a multi-crew ship then you're going to need to also be able to find people who kind of like connect with you in a narrative level as well who are able to tell uh stories in a way that can like uh you you know who you bounce off you know like who uh get you both it's weird and mushy and stupid but like it's very important mm -hmm. Uh, I don't. I thought we we're gonna get real mushy. Damn it. <laughs> okay, keep going. I I don't no. disagree. And, and <laughs> no. Brett Brett Ban uh, the I think it was Brett Banana is the name of it. I'll look up the name again. Um, Bed yeah, Banana. I mean, I haven't seen it. They're not playing in that. They're just you know basically reenacting final space. Yeah, the yeah, reenacting final see, space. You want to see some role play? Come check out my stuff. <laughs> well, that's my point. <laughs> you too. That's my point, is that it's not even really a, a super in-depth role play. It's just them mm. just hanging out, being, you know, like having, acting, fun. having fun. And and but they're doing it in character. And right. and yeah. that's why people love it, is because it was it's very in character and that kind of thing. And I, I follow a ton of different like uh content creators who do stuff like an Arma, where they just do operations in Arma. But if you watch mm -hmm. a couple of their videos, you get to know all of the characters in their videos and you get to know who their characters are because they start playing that role. Mm -hmm. And the same right. thing is that's not too different from a role play situation. It's just, you know, now you have with role play, you have characters you can learn, learn to them and, you know, a little bit more depth or a little bit more story elements to them. So, yeah. Yeah. Any sort All right. of group personality, right? Like even on YouTube or something, I could say probably any YouTuber um, that have multiple people as their, uh, let's say there is like a, uh, like a let's play with multiple people. Okay. And that's their thing. Mm -hmm. Those care, those people that are, 
bantering back and forth are role-playing. They mm-hmm. have, and they've established an archetype between both of them. Oh, you're going to be the funny guy, and I'll be the, and I'll be the, the serious one or something. And, and that's in all successful media and hosts as well, even on the news. Um, you're going to have people around that table that are going to have their own personality and their own roles within that that will interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in like the entertainment industry, people take on um, these roles inside of their own personalities to make and to uh, play into when entertaining because mm-hmm. one, it's consistent and two, um, the audience understands it um, because that's sort of how we have all been trained. When we, we look at a new piece of art, we start to learn the people and then we learn their character and then we learn their archetype in the story there mm-hmm. and even in uh, even if, like I said, if it's a vlog or something, even in what they did last episode and how that interacts now. Oh, they, they always do that. That guy, he always seems to fall off the third stair here. That's like his joke thing. See, that's yeah. like a role thing. That's a person who's going to take that clown klutzy uh, part. So, um, yeah, anyway, that's um, me. Yeah, me, me I agree. Rambling. Yeah, yeah it's good. Like, to, Go like uh, Frosty K77 in your chat says, and I agree. Um, I think RPing is kind of unique because you have to be able to trust the group uh, in being like-minded as mm. as well as for imagining and running with it as well. You know, like, uh, it's not just being good at the game, but it's mm. also being able to tell a story that you're all kind of, like, invested in and you're all able to yes and off and all that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Within other platforms and other kinds of improv RP and that kind of thing, it's a bit more, like, uh, of that. But within Star Citizen... Like if you are just hopping on a Twitch for the first time and this is your first channel and you're listening to people discuss about RP and you're like, this isn't for me. This is like, you know, they're talking about acting and stuff. You don't need to take it that far. You don't need a big group of people who know, who, who get you. You don't need any of that. All you need is to just be you. And I think that like, we should kind of try and push that on as hard as possible as well today, which yeah. is just like, if you want to get into RP, don't think that you need a whole bunch of stuff. If you have a microphone, that's all you need for VoIP RP and Star Citizen. And an imagination. If you have a micro, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I, and if I you don't have imagination, the game has plenty of it for you. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, you bought I, the game. You probably I, already have the imagination. Yeah. The, the right. person, the person I challenged to a duel randomly because I was just talking with them, they never mm-hmm. RP'd in their life. They were RPing and, and didn't even it. realize it. And they love it. They, they still they remember it. it. Yeah, they loved it because they killed me. I mean, <laughs> they, I lost, but it was it was this great experience of getting right. randomly challenged to a duel in Port Alisar, going to Damar and 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 he killing went down some to Damar and had a, and had a, like a wild western duel. Yeah, oh, yeah, so cool. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. It was it was absolutely, and it was just because I was talking to people through 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 microphone. That's all it was. Yeah. So like that's all you really need to do. Talk talk to people and and just roll with it, and you'll see, you know play a character and roll with it. And the character can be as simple as I'm me, but in space, it's like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> just be you in space. Yeah. That's, just that's, go for it. Fine. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Thank you so much for all for, for watching. Thank you, myth and Maya for spending your time with us. Uh, make sure that you're following their social medias. And, uh, if you enjoyed this, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Because as I've been saying for all these videos, it's a brand new channel. Cause I split the channel between the lore and the gameplay side or gaming kind of side of things. So make sure you hit that subscribe button for more content like this. Um, and of course, if you want to join us live, we do this usually on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Well, I'm not going to say that. 6, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black.